Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You are listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Mile High Huddles, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Freeman is back there, blocked by Leary, caught for the touchdown! A two-yard laser, Fumangali from the University of Wisconsin. Third and goal of the one, Lindsey is in, Janovich the fullback. Janovich, hit, nice big hit there by Kendrick. He continues to dig, he's not, they call a touchdown! They call a touchdown on a one-yard jump inside. Trying to set up the screen to his tight end, Noah Fan. He's got some room to run. He cuts it back at the 10. Fan takes it in. Touchdown, Denver. The first NFL touchdown for the rookie tight end out of Iowa. Ends on court. Touchdown, Cortland Sutton. His fifth career touchdown, but his first here in Denver. And now, here are Broncos Country's football priests to help you exercise the demons of another doomed season. I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. Okay, it looks like we are live. I'm going to give it just a second to breathe, make sure everything is up to speed, and it's going on Periscope. We're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, sporting the coolest of hats for those of you in Broncos country. you got to get one for yourself. Yes, right now. Zach Kelberman. Zach, how you doing, bro? 
I'm doing well, Chad. This this hat is. I'm not trying to plug our own stuff, but I got it today, and I'm very excited to be wearing it right now. And the stitching is pretty nice. So anyone who's been you know thinking about getting one, I can personally vouch and say that the quality is spectacular, and I think you guys would like it. But I'm doing well. How about you? Very well, very well. Yeah, that was one of the things we wanted to be sure of before we rolled it out, especially the stitching ones. Yeah, you know where they they stitch it on. We wanted to be sure it looked good and passed the quality test, and so far so good. And uh, you know we we've, we've been getting the Pictures have been rolling in of our awesome listeners tagging us on social media so that we can share out those same images, sporting the gear, huddle up podcast, mile high huddle. We love you guys. We got some interesting things we want to talk about today. And I want to get your, your thoughts on Zach is yeah. this idea came out today from uh, Sportsline that uh, links the Broncos as one of the seven most likely landing spots for Teddy Bridgewater. It lists seven different teams, different odds. Of course, sports lines about betting and whatnot. Panthers listed as number one, Colts number two, Chargers, Bucks, and then the Broncos. Your thoughts? I I really don't understand why every free agent quarterback I get it from the history that Elway is always looking for that veteran guy but the Broncos and even national guys know the Broncos finally have that franchise guy in Drew Locke and the fact that he, they're still being linked to a guy like Bridgewater Chad he's going to get about 30 million dollars per year as a floor as a baseline on the open market he should land a starting job and as I tweeted yesterday the Broncos don't need any high profile backups nor does Drew Locke need to look over his shoulder this season. Let Locke live. Let Locke be. It's his show. I don't want anyone else from Bridgewater to Case Keenum to Trevor Simeon, anyone coming back and interfering with his progress in the Broncos system. Excellent point. This is basically the uh, the case of the national media just doing the laziest of dot connecting. They think, oh, well, you know, you got a young quarterback. You need a, you know, a veteran to step in and carry the load. Well, guess what? Drew Locke's the guy. The Broncos have already tapped him. And Teddy Bridgewater wants to be a starter, and he's going to be a starter. I mean, these last two years, were it was a great decision for him to sign with and stay with the, the New Orleans Saints for these last two seasons, and especially in 2019 when he finally got a chance to really start and ply his wares, Zach, and what did he go 5-0 and as a starter yeah. when Drew Brees went down early on in the season? And so, you know, he's, he's looking at possibly – the type of landing spot similar and contract similar to what Jimmy G got. I mean, Jimmy G was a, was a quarterback who, you know, he won every game he started for the, for the Patriots before he got traded to uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But this is even better because in the case of Teddy Bridgewater, Zach, there's significantly more of a sample size with which a team can project forward. The fact that he went to a pro bowl, led the Vikings right. to a playoff berth once all these things add up and stack up nicely for Teddy Bridgewater. The last place he wants to go is anywhere that's not going to guarantee him a starter's job. And by virtue of the contract alone, Zach, if you give somebody $30 million a year, they're starting. They're not sitting right in line. Right, and he was always kind of bandied about as a potential starter. Everyone wanted to know what he would be in his hype coming out of college, and he had that devastating leg injury. And now with that 5-0 and record, Chad, he proved, I think, to the NFL, he can be a full-time starter for an NFL team. And as we know, as Broncos fans know, starting caliber quarterbacks are so rare in the NFL, and when you do find one, you overpay for them. So no way in hell is he coming to the Broncos. He's going to be starting somewhere next season, and $30 million will be his floor. The same reason you mentioned, Chad, Jimmy Garoppolo. If he can get that contract, so can Bridgewater. 
there's still a couple topics or, or uh, points on this topic I want to cover first. And we see this comments, super chats rolling in. We're going to get to you guys. I promise. First, just a couple of really quick matters of business. Make sure you are following the show on Twitter at huddle up pod, simply the best way for you to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then don't forget you guys to head on over to huddleuppod.com where you can get yourselves just, just a soft sell here. Just a reminder to everybody to head on over to huddleuppod.com and check out the merch that we we've gotten up. We've got more and more coming daily. The number one top sellers are the ones you see listed here, the blue hoodie, the blue hat and the blue t-shirt. But we've also got a couple different options for our female listeners, a couple different hoodie options. So when you get some time, check that out. It exists by virtue of your popular demand. We got it up. Go check it out. And it's just another great organic way to support the show and to support Mile High Huddle. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of our listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. I know I have. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and provide and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is, this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application 
and the relief lasts up to eight hours, which is much longer than the over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. This discount, you guys, also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code OVERTIME. That is O-M-A-X health.com and enter code OVERTIME to get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. All right, Zach, let, uh, <clears throat> before we turn the page... Excuse me, and get to some of the questions and one other topic I wanted to touch on tonight. The other aspect people have to consider in an outfit like Sportsline, I'm surprised this doesn't, you know, it wasn't obvious to them, is the fact that, yes, on one hand, they're right. The Broncos are looking for to, to solve the backup situation behind Drew Luck. <clears throat> but what does that mean? What will the Broncos actually be prioritizing when it comes to that backup slot? Well, Zach, first and foremost, it's got to be a guy who the team feels like they can trust to be a stopgap or a failsafe in the event that an injury occurs to Drew Locke. And, you know, you have to plan around that because just last season, for example, he fell and sprained his thumb and cost him 10 weeks. Now, it didn't necessarily have to cost him 10 weeks. The Broncos kind of handled that oddly. But nevertheless, he got hurt. And so you need a quarterback behind him who can step in. But here's where it gets complex and complicated for the team, Zach, is you also need that quarterback to be someone who – is not going to be perceived as a threat to Locke uh, in the locker room in terms of dividing loyalties amongst veterans, while also, here's the third box that the guy has to check, he's got to be willing to kind of take on a little bit of a mentor role. Teddy Bridgewater is not about either of those two things. Yeah, right. he's a guy that can step in and, and, and stop the gap, no problem, but he's not about to come in and be anybody's uncle and mentor and teach somebody and bring him along. And you run the risk as a more established veteran of splitting some of the loyalties within that locker room. And that's just not territory that the Broncos, not that Locke is some fragile child, but at the same time, he is a young up and coming quarterback and he needs to feel the full faith and support of the organization. And part of that, Zach, is how they posture that backup quarterback behind him. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. It's not only getting him weapons on the field and protecting him, but also giving him confidence through the media, giving him conference behind, confidence behind the scenes, excuse me, and, and making him be aware and secure in the fact that he's the franchise guy. And doing so would not bring in any Bridgewater types, not bringing back Joe Flacco, who literally admitted he has no interest in being anyone's mentor or, you know, or, or teacher. You need a kind of a nondescript veteran guy who has some experience, who can step in at a moment's notice and take over for a game or a quarter or whatever, because if Drew Locke goes down, Chad, for the entire season, it doesn't matter who you have behind him, the season is over. So that's why I like Brandon Allen in that role. He proved he can play. He proved he can win. He's a veteran guy. He has experience, and he wouldn't step on anybody's toes or take headlines from Drew Locke. That's the ideal scenario for me. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you, if you're making one of the qualifications for your backup that needs to be a guy who can carry a team in the event that Drew Locke goes down, good luck finding that guy. But if you need a stopgap one or two games, you know, I mean, let's face it, for the vast majority of NFL franchises throughout history, if the starting quarterback goes down for the season, your your season is torpedoed. That's a, that's all she wrote. It's hold on for dear life, right? That's basically let's make the best of a bad situation. So I think in the case of Brandon Allen, you're right, Zach, in that he's a guy that everyone's already familiar with. He's a non-threat to lock. They already have a relationship and he has been in the league, even though his first start came last year, weeknight against the Cleveland Browns. He has been in the league long enough, or longer, I should say, than Drew Locke. And 
you know, can impart whatever wisdom he's picked up along the way. The only fly in that ointment, Zach, is that he is a restricted free agent. So, you know, if they tag him as an RFA, they're going to have to pay the commensurate, um, you know, tender number, which is, I think, approaching somewhere around $2 million, depending on where, you know, what uh, right of first refusal, second round, whatever they end up doing on the RFA tender. So you're going to have to pay a little bit to, to get a backup no matter what, though. And $2 million t- to me is chum change. When you look at a player like Chase Daniel, who made millions of dollars as a backup and never played a snap, $2 million is nothing for a guy that you feel fairly confident can step in at a moment's notice. And I'm not putting too much onus on having that mentor type for Drew Locke, that type of quarterback. He already has uh, a coordinator now in Pat Shermer who's noted for his quarterback development. He has Mike Shula as the coordinator. He has enough guys around him. He doesn't need a, a guy to come in and say, do this, do that. He's going to learn by experience. That's why I'm not advocating for a veteran high-profile type, to me, it might be unpopular, but a Brandon Allen type would be just fine behind Drew Locke for 2020. Dylan jumps in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, brother, with the $10 donation. He says, Locke or bust? Simple as that. Amen, Dylan. That's exactly what we're saying. And by the way, you got to hit us up when you get your order on your merch. Let us know. Send us a pic. We'll retweet it. We'll put it on Instagram. We'll put it on Mile High Huddle Facebook show you some love and some appreciation, Dylan. But, yeah, it really is lock or bust for the Denver Broncos at this point, Zach. And it's that's the Broncos have to communicate that to the public and to Drew, Drew Locke, and that's not by bringing in Teddy Bridgewater or bringing back Joe Flacco or having him look over his shoulder even for a second. It is all Drew Locke, and this entire offseason, every move they make should be with number three in mind. All right, this other topic I wanted to get your thoughts on. It's slightly old news, to be honest. It uh, was came from a radio appearance that was on Valentine's Day, so we're approaching this is almost a week ago. But I just was made aware of it today. And that is Shelby Harris appearing on 104.3 The Fan last Friday and telling the hosts of that show that, hey, listen, man, if the Denver Broncos would have approached me during the season, we could have probably saved them a lot of money And uh, well, let me just read the quote. Here's what he said in regard to what could have happened in terms of him being more amenable to striking an accord with the Broncos at a significantly lesser cost had they approached him. Quote, 100%, obviously. We always said if we could have got something done before the end of the season, one, it would have been way cheaper, but then two, I would have had no problem staying here for years to come. They have their way of doing things. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. If they would have definitely came with a legit offer before the season or early in the season, I definitely would have been listening. Close quote. Zach, the same can be said for Justin Simmons. We know they tried to, in a softball way, they kind of lowballed Chris Harris, but they tried to get him re-signed. But what, how do you interpret that? Do you think this is just a guy that's you know answering a question and making the most of a radio interview? Or do you think there's some truth there where he would have been willing to take lesser money, say if the Broncos come at him, you know, October sometime with an extension right. offer, they probably could have got him signed for a heck of a lot less than the twelve million per year outfits like Spot Tracker projecting he's going to command. Well, it's easy to say now in hindsight, Chad. He can say anything that, oh, I should have done this and they should have done that. I would have been more open to taking a deal. But he actions speak louder than words with Shelby Harris. He went out and hired a new agent. He wants to get paid. He's made that clear. He values the money. He wants to be 
uh, cashing in on his first four into free agency. Uh, that I don't blame him for, but to say that, oh, I would have given the Broncos some sort of deal, we could have made something happen. The Broncos wanted to see the type of player he can be for a full 16-game schedule or for a full season on the Vic Fangio defense, and he performed well. I think he passed all his tests. He's going to make some money, but to say it, in well in advance, in hindsight, they could have got something done, doesn't really hold much water now. Going forward, you show us what you're worth. Now, are you willing to take a hometown discount? I don't think it's going to happen, though. And we were, you know, I'm a guy that's, that believes a player should get as much, with, there are very few exceptions to this, what I'm about to say, but a player should get the money, as, as much money as they possibly can because yeah. their playing career is finite. But I think there's also something to be said if you're the Denver Broncos from a negotiating standpoint. Hey, Shelby, we were the team that actually really gave you your shot. Yeah, the Raiders drafted you in the seventh round, quickly cut you. Dallas Cowboys, I think, gave him a sniff, brought him in for like an OTA or something. But it was in Denver where we actually – saw something in you, gave you an opportunity. And speaking to your point, Zach, I mean, he wasn't even a starter till this year. Let's not forget, even though in 2017, he finished second on the team behind Von Miller and Sachs, hmm. he, 17 and 18, he was a rotational depth piece behind Domita Pecco, Derek Wolf, uh, Adam Gotsis was the other five-tech defensive end. So this was the first time the Broncos really gave him an opportunity to start. Didn't look so good initially because they miscast him as a nose tackle. But once they put him where he's better fit, outside, still inside, but at defensive end, he thrived. And so the Broncos, maybe you could argue, Zach, that, you know, by October they should have realized that because by that point, you know, he had a few games under his belt. But I agree. I'm more inclined to agree with you on this topic. Now, Justin Simmons, that's a different story because there was significantly more sample size for, for him as a starter. But I don't blame the Broncos for not coming hard at, at Shelby early on trying to get him re-signed. That's exactly what I was going to say. If the Broncos did not pay Justin Simmons in season, Shelby Harris by far was not getting a new contract. So that's just the way the Broncos operate. And like I said, it's easy to say now in hindsight, just going forward, are you willing to still give the Broncos the same deal? I don't think so. I think he priced himself already out of the Broncos' range. Christy, one of our Super Chat superstars, jumps in. $20 you, donation. Christy. Much appreciate love. You. Appreciate you, Christy. We saw your uh, tag on Twitter. Looking good in the shirt, you guys. Get yourselves one. Yes. Check out Christy on Twitter. Uh, she's, we retweeted it at Huddle Up Pod. And of course, you're going to want to follow her as well. Christy, thank you for your support. You. We appreciate it immensely. And by the way, Stu, he, you also tagged us with the gear you received. Finally, at least the hoodie arrived. You'll have to let me know when the hat arrives too, but looking good, brother. Appreciate you. And thank you for donating, Stu. You deserve yes. that for right sure. Here. Boom. Thanks for the hoodie. Thank jump you. Jump in on Super Chat. So consistent. We love you, bro. Here's one thing I want to jump to here from, from Yordi Lopez on YouTube. He says, I saw a report that Byron Jones will command $16 million per year. Zach, if it meant set and forget, you've got your lockdown corner for the next three or four years, no matter what. Is that where and, and quarterbacks are going to stray away from him and he's might not you know get a lot of interceptions but you know that side of the field is locked down? Is he worth that to you? Sixteen million. Oh, I mean, you have to pay Justin Simmons. It's going to be approaching, you know, 14, 15 a year probably. It just, it, it comes down to how much Vic Fangio values his cornerbacks. What can you get at Bryce Callahan if he thinks, if the Broncos think they can get back Chris Harris Jr. maybe for a couple million dollars cheaper, if they can draft a guy or develop a guy like Bosby. That's a, that's pushing the limit of what I pay Byron Jones. But like you said, Chad, it is probably a lockdown corner, a shutdown corner, number four most, the fourth most crucial position in the NFL. If they really need a guy that bad and they have the money to spend, you like you said, set it and forget it. Shut down one side of the field, let the rest of the defense go to work. 
I, I don't know if I'd approach 16, but 15 for sure. I'd make them an offer and see if they can come down to it. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the alarm company can tell them is the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, though, is different. If you're like me, and you're one of those guys who's hypersensitive to every single sound and is tired of having to sleep with a knife under your bed, Simply Safe is the solution. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself, no tools are needed, or Simply Safe can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day. That's peace of mind with no contracts. Visit simplysafe.com slash overtime and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash overtime so they know that our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash overtime. Ron jumps in on Super Chat. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Are you guys going to the NFL Combine? If so, who and what are you looking for? And what do you think the Broncos are looking for? That's still, I know we're getting close to the deadline. It's still a little bit up in the air on whether or not Zach and I are going to be able to make it. 
we will let you guys know probably as soon as tomorrow for sure on that. But to, to your question though, Ron, as to who we're looking at, I mean, if the Denver Broncos are going to be paying close attention to how the wide receivers test and, you know, their medicals for the different players that have concerns like Chenault from Colorado, they're going to be paying close attention to the offensive tackles interior as well. Uh, centers, guards, corners, off ball linebackers, D line. So, I mean, most of the, most of the positions are on the table for the Denver Broncos. The only ones I would really remove as, as uh, top of the board type consideration, Zach quarterback yep. tight end. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And for sure, wide receiver for me would be the number one position group I'm looking forward to, you know, looking at the combine, even from afar, because it's guaranteed the Broncos will draft a guy, maybe even two guys within the first hundred picks or so. So number one far and away is wide receiver. Getting Drew Locke, that speedster burner, is priority number one this offseason. Hunter jumps in. We're Tannen on YouTube Thank with you, the Hunter. $15 donation on Super Chat. Appreciate you, brother. It says, not really sold on Javon Kinlaw anymore with these knee rumors. Think that Denver needs to focus on offense the first couple of rounds, defense in the third and on. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it goes back to free agency is about filling immediate holes so that you can go into the draft and, you know, have a little bit more freedom and stay disciplined to your board. And in that case, the holes are on defense. So I would expect the biggest holes, I should say. I would expect, Zach, the Broncos are going to use a lot of that cap space that they have to re-sign a few of their own defensive guys that are hitting the market plus a couple of outside guys fill those immediate holes. And I would expect that early, those premium rounds, the Broncos have five picks unless they end up trading one or two away or whatever. But the majority of those picks, I believe, will be offense similar to last year. The defense under Fangio can get by with a few more you know, added pieces that will come in free agency, but it's that offense they need to beef up because you got to be able to fight fire with fire as it applies to uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, if push came to shove, I would not hate the Kinlaw pick. I mean, he overcame homelessness. His story is so great. He can overcome a knee injury. I'm not too worried about that. But it boils down to the board. It boils down to what the Broncos do in free agency. If they bring back Shelby Harris or Derek Wolf, I would not draft an offensive lineman over a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. It just depends on how the rest of the offseason goes. I would prefer, though, like you mentioned, Chad, one of those positions, a receiver or lineman, if possible, over Kinlaw at 15. Jacob Smith jumps in on YouTube. He says, Case Keenum should have been retained last year as the bridge quarterback without the failed Flacco project. Maybe Elway crosses that bridge again. Locke, Keenum, Shermer combo would be nice. Now, I know it's easy to dismiss that as a notion, but the more thought I've given to the idea of Keenum as a top backup option, even if it costs you six or eight million bucks to bring him in as a stopgap, as your fail safe, you know, he never really resonated with the locker room in Denver last year, or I should say in 2018. I don't think it would be a concern, you know, going back to those three boxes that the backup has to check. I don't think he'd be a concern to to fracture or splinter the locker room behind lock. I think he is well aware of where he's at in his career at this point that, you know, he is the backup guy. He's the journeyman. He's the, you know, the stopgap. I think he could be the teacher. And we already know that if push comes to shove and he had to play, he's a great fit for Shermer. Shermer knows how to scheme to his strengths, get him in play action and rock and roll. So I'm not, I think it actually makes a lot of sense, Zach. Here's the problem. With the exception of Brock Osweiler, and it's a coincidence that it was a quarterback, but with the exception of him, John Elway, once he lets a player go, that's it, dude. Like, he right. doesn't bring him back. And there's been plenty of instances and opportunities in years past for Elway to rekindle with former players. He has chosen to 
pass up on that with only the exception of Brock Osweiler. And it came in a season, Zach, in which the situation of quarterback was dire. So you understood why he went back to that well. But to Jacob's point as well, I agree. The Broncos, in hindsight, would have been better off just pay, you know, paying Case Keenum his money, not giving up the fourth-round pick for Flacco, and then now you wouldn't have to be worrying about what to do with Flacco or having that dead cap. I think this is one topic, Chad, where I'll res- respectfully disagree. I don't really see the positives that Keenum would bring to the table. It- it's You're bringing back a former Broncos quarterback, and that in itself is a headline. So Drew Locke would always have to be facing, oh, he's one snap away from losing his job. They brought back a quarterback, just like Trevor Simeon had to face with Brock Osweiler when he returned. You don't want those narratives. You don't want those headlines. You don't want any sort of competition or adversity. Anything in that locker room, it should be 100% Drew Locks. And in the worst-case scenario, let's say Lock goes down, or you have confidence that Case Keenum can bring you to the playoffs for 6 to $8 million. I personally don't. I just think in the in a best-case scenario, it would do less good than in a worst-case scenario. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out, you guys. Top Clark jumps in with a $2 donation on Thank Super you, Chat. Appreciate you, my friend. That means a ton to us. Let's see what else we've got here. We've still got plenty of time. Terry checking in up in Canada. Hey, guys, what about DTM Pierce from the Ravens and free agency? Michael Pierce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Pierce from Ravens and free agency. Red, we could get him for maybe $5 million. Hashtag football priest state of being. Terry proving once again and always, each and every day, each and every podcast, that Broncos country is not a geographic location. Right. It is, in fact, a state of being. What's your answer for Terry? I would like it. I prefer. I don't think Chris Jones is a possibility, Chad. Regardless of what they do with Shelby Harris and Derek Wolf, I, I would prefer though DJ Reader from the Texans. That's my first defensive line prospect on the open market. But I would not mind Michael Pierce. He's mostly a run stuffer. He doesn't offer that much of a pass rush uh, potential, but he's good at what he does. He can hold a point of attack. You can do a lot worse than go bargain hunting for a nose tackle like him. So I would not mind it, but it's not my first option. Yeah, and he's in that cost area, you know, level. However you want to say it. Where, you know, Elway is, has in years past found those second and third wave guys that are that perceived as value signings, you know, in, in the moment. They come out to be big time contributors. The two biggest shining examples of that, of course, being Terrence Knighton, who is also a defensive lineman, and Darian Stewart. Uh, Josh jumps in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, Josh. If we get someone to, uh, to marquee to back up block, I think it could dent his confidence. It's a tricky situation. Mm. And it really is, Josh, because, again, quarterbacks are alphas and they are supremely confident. But a young quarterback in the NFL, there is a little bit of a you know, kit gloves aspect as a, as a head coach and a GM. You just got to make sure you, you're not putting anything in his path that is going to hold him back. And I think bringing in the wrong backup, sending the wrong message. And and that's why, you know, I'm open to the possibility that Zach could be completely right, even to the topic of, of Case Keenum specifically, that it create even if it creates a headline, if it creates a headline, that creates doubt. And you don't know how it can trickle down and affect things with a young quarterback. But I still don't think it would it would bother Locke that much. I think, you know, so long as the messaging was on point from his coaches and and you know, Elway brings him in and says, Hey, look. This is a fail safe. This is the backup. You're the guy. Let's go. He'd probably be okay. 
The thing is, I have such confidence in Locke that I don't think having a, a headline-grabbing backup would shatter his confidence. He's just too much of a leader. He has too much of that it factor. But I would not even risk it, Chad. Why even bring in a guy who can that become a possibility? You have to be 100% committed to Drew Locke. He knows that. He wants to be the guy, and the Broncos have to oblige that by making him the guy completely and fully this offseason. Mark jumps in, one of our Super Chat superstars. Mark, I do have some stuff coming to you here very soon, I promised you. I'm going to be sending you one of these hats that Zach and I are sporting. Uh, appreciate the donation, Thank as you. always, my friend. Yes. He says, what's up, my guys? Rocking the hats. Chad is gangsta. Zach Perda <laughs> looks gangsta. And Punter Wadman used to be an adult film star. Thank you for what you do. What? I knew he was a pizza boy, right? Or- <laughs> I don't know about that, dog. And by the way, as you know, Mark, this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> Can't be talking about even if he was my dog. Anyway, segueing, segue <laughs> to Joe. Five dollar donation on Super Thank Chat. You, Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, guys. Huddle ups, my go-to for Broncos info and news now. Nice. Glad Appreciate to have that. you, Joe. That Super humbling. Yes. Thank you. It really does. Top Clark jumping back in. We'll wow. have to check with with a twenty dollar donation on Super Chat. We'll have to check and see if you have any questions or comments yes. bro make sure you know that when you do one of those super chats there's a little space see where it's blank there in the orange that's the space where you can type any questions comments whatever you want right there make sure you're make sure uh, you are aware of that all right let's see what else we got here guys where are we sitting we're at 26 minutes we're we're good for a bit here let me scroll up bear with me guys let's see what uh dustin has to say over on facebook to our, our facebook peeps Hey, guys, I have a question about the possibility of trading Flacco. Is there a possibility that Elway could trade Flacco for a future draft pick and work out a deal like they did with Keenum and pay half or even $10 million of his salary? No dead money. We get a future draft pick, and another team would be getting Flacco for ten to $13 million. You know what? It's possible. I mean, if he could get it done with Keenum, I think it's at least something that can be broached. However... Zach, the big difference between what Dustin's laying out and what happened with Keenum compared to today is Flacco is recovering from a neck injury and a bulging disc that ended his season. So NFL teams, you know, there's a much bigger sample size from Flacco as a starter in this league than Keenum ever was. So you would think ostensibly on the surface there's more value, more of a demand or maybe more of an interest in Flacco, even as bad as he was last year. But he's not healthy. And what you're seeing right now in the in the blogosphere is the Broncos leaking out to to their to their main you know mouthpieces that they think Flacco is going to be healthy enough to play to bolster just that kind of a scenario from possibly happening. Dustin, they're trying to ease everyone's minds out there. The other thirty, let's say the other thirty teams, because we know the Ravens aren't going to be one of those. The other thirty teams that hey, you know, if you need a backup, you need a stopgap guy to groom a first round pick. You're projected to take. Hey, we're open for business and we're willing to deal. You know what we did with with Keenum last year. A couple other differences as well is that Keenum at least had a modicum of, of success with the Broncos, whereas Flacco was an abject disaster. So no one, everyone saw that film and no one's going to want to take that on. And there's also one team stupid enough to trade for Case Keenum, and that was the Washington Redskins. The Broncos don't have that luxury this year. What you said is true. The, what they put out and what they're leaking to the media is basically begging a team, come take them off our hands, come trade them. I would take a 2041 conditional seventh rounder for another team to take his salary off the Broncos books. It's just not going to happen. They're going to have to cut him, Chad, and move on. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Peyton on YouTube says, hey, Chad and Zach, imagine a lineup of Henry Ruggs, Cortland Sutton, and Stephon Diggs. Do you think that could be a realistic receiving core for the upcoming season? No. I just don't see the Diggs thing happening. I mean, I listen, you know, Eric Trickle has has <laughs> persuaded me a little bit more. He had an article the other day, might have been yesterday, of how, you know, refuting basically what I'm saying, that Stephon Diggs is too much akin to Cortland Sutton, not enough of a compliment, checks many of the same boxes. You want a compliment, not a carbon copy. You already got that in Tim Patrick, et cetera. And he was he persuaded me a little bit, but even still, even if I were to come completely around on Stefan Diggs, Zach, I don't see the Broncos giving up a draft pick to acquire him at this stage when it's such a rich, deep class in the draft. And so Ruggs, yes, I see that as a distinct possibility. I'm just not so sure Diggs is all that realistic. It's I think it's more of fans and yes. and media pining for digs as a, as opposed to any real fire at the base of that smoke. I'm mostly fans too. And you know what? If the Broncos turn around and give up a draft pick for Stephon Diggs, they're not going to turn around and use their, their first overall pick, their 15th overall pick on a receiver as well. It's one or the other. And Ruggs has a hell of a lot bigger chance of happening to me than Stephon Diggs. I want nothing to do with that guy. He's a diva. He doesn't. His skill set doesn't really fit what the Broncos need. Get Ruggs. Get Chenault. Get a pure speedster who's cheaper, who's younger, better upside, and go to work with Julak. Drew Hollenbeck jumps in. It's been a right. minute. That's true. Good to see you, Drew. $20 donation on Super Chat. Thank Said, you. Haven't been here in a while. Good to be back. Love you guys. Drew. Appreciate I'm you. in the eyes Good. when I say this. We love you too, bro. <laughs> Appreciate Good you. Good to see you again. Dylan brings up a point here. Locke is the guy. No need to pay another quarterback when he needs to develop. Use the cap space and draft to build the nest. Amen to that. 
Yep, that's what you have to do. It's like you, you already have your franchise guy. You've been searching for him for years now. Why would you want to pollute that and by bringing in more competition and kind of shooting yourself in the foot? He is the guy. He needs to be the guy, and the Broncos have to make that happen for the entirety of, the, of this year. All right, guys, we'll grab a couple more, and then we got to get out of here for tonight. And then, of course, if we missed – let me get that on my face for a second. If we missed any of your questions uh, or comments, anything you want to get off your chest, Remember, tomorrow night is the Mile High Mailbag. That is the forum where we're going to let our hair down, try and get to as many questions as possible. So if by chance we miss something today, fire it back at us again tomorrow. I promise you we'll do our best to get to it. Now, Glenn on Facebook, here we go. He says, Simmons, Justin Simmons, has to be re-signed target number one, closely followed by Chris Harris. People forget Chris Harris had to play outside due to injury rather than in the slot where he provides far more flexibility. Shelby Harris is replaceable if he prizes himself out. Remember, we have Chubb to return, which reduces snaps for these types and Godsis. Who are your top free agent uh, targets at corner, wide receiver, IDL, OLD, fit, value, et cetera? Um, first and foremost, I don't know if you guys saw this, and you can find the article link uh, if you go to milehighhuddle.com and look in the community tab. But the draft network, I think it was Joe Marino, I believe, had a great breakdown on kind of a – free agent scouting report on Justin Simmons today. And it was phenomenal. It's a great read. It kind of brought me back down to earth because I was starting to think to myself, you know, is he really worth 14 to $15 million to this team, to the Denver Broncos, Zach? When you have a head coach and a defensive system and a defensive coordinator and Ed Donatel, whose specialty is the secondary, when you have all those and it's a safety-friendly scheme, do you is it the best – allocation of resources to peel off $15 million to Justin Simmons when you might be taking a slight step backward, just as an example, to, to vault Trey Marshall into a starter's role. He might not have, obviously, he might not come close to the same athletic traits, mental processing speed that, that Simmons has, but a lot of that, Zach, I'm of the opinion, would be mitigated by Fangio. However, this article, that's why I'm suggesting you guys go check it out, kind of made me rethink that. I don't disagree, Glenn. Simmons has to be up there as a, as a priority. I think Harris is prior, should be, doesn't necessarily mean he is, priority number two. And as applies to free agent corners, I, we can't go through all those that you listed there, but for free agent corners, to me, outside of Chris Harris, it's Byron Jones, probably followed by Bradbury. I'd have to give that a little bit more thought. but I, And I think Byron Jones, Zach, is going to be – Denver's number one target on that mm-hmm. side of things. Cecil Lammy uh, reported that about a week and a half ago, and it's continued to build up steam. Ronald Darby is another free agent corner the Broncos can sign as like a mid-tier bargain level basement kind of player. And also the Cowboys have another corner and uh, Anthony Brown who can play some slot, can play some outside. So there's a lot of options out there. But in terms of Justin Simmons, not only is he a great safety, he can play both spots there. He can play nickel cornerback. He's great in the locker room. He's great with the fans. You have to take care of those guys. The Broncos have tried to skirt around them by trading Emmanuel Sanders, by shutting down Joe Flacco, by having revolving doors of quarterbacks. Take care of your own homegrown studs. It it sends a good message to the rest of the locker room and to the message of the NFL that we will reward players who come in and contribute and are future stars. Cartoon Triple Sevens, he says, MHH, give us a way to vote and stage a mock draft. We can vote yes or no on your picks and go with a consensus vote. Cartoon, if you can find a platform that allows us to tally votes in real time, that we could do in a hangout like this, 
let us know and we will absolutely take it under consideration. We're going to be doing some mocks. We're going to be doing a lot more of that stuff as we get deeper and closer to the draft. That would be really cool. I think as an idea, it's just a matter of, is there a means to tally such votes in real time to where it doesn't bog down the conversation? We're not saying, all right, guys, hold your coffee. We'll be back in five minutes. We're going to go count these votes. So, and maybe there's, you know, maybe it's as simple as a Twitter poll, like hit the Twitter poll. I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, but then again, that would that would run counter to doing the mock. You know, if we're using the simulator in real time, running a poll, it'd be it'd be pretty tough to do that on Twitter. So maybe there's something out there, and if so, Let us know. if you can find it, hit us up, and we'll absolutely take it under consideration. All right, guys, let me grab a few more down here, and then we got to get out of here for tonight. From Drew again, jumping back in. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, Drew. Says people talking about a trade for Stefan Diggs. I wouldn't be upset, but I'd prefer Rugs or Lamb in the draft. Couldn't have said it better myself, Drew. I absolutely agree. I would take pretty much almost every top build consensus wide receiver in the draft over Stephon Diggs. They're younger. They're cheaper. Like I said, they fit the Broncos offense better. They can grow with Drew Log, two young players. They don't have the diva personalities like Stephon Diggs. I do not want anything to do with giving up a draft pick and a massive contract for Diggs. Chase Wellner jumps in on Super Chat. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Chase. He says, if we can't get Byron Jones, who else do you like in free agency? I think we touched on a few of those names, Chase. And, um, you know, we'll, we could take some time. I'm running out of time or else I would pull it up now if you wanted to next time. We've done it before, but we could go to uh, Spot Track and look at the free agents. There are some names out there. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Logan Ryan as an option, but he has had better seasons than he had this past one in Tennessee in different stops along the way for him. He'd be an option, but I'd be more amenable to waiting to see what happens with A.J. Boye. He gets cut from Jacksonville. Uh, the same for Prince of Mukamara because we know he has thrived in Fangio's scheme. Continue to explore the possibility, I guess, depending on what the cost is of of Darius Slay. But I'm okay. actually, you know, I'm I'm content to let the Darius Slay thing, let that sleeping dog lie, and just wait and see if Jacksonville cuts AJ Bouye because I think he would be great in Fangio's scheme. One player who I don't want, Chad, is Josh Norman, though. Any any guy on the open market, I would take over Josh Norman. And to me, it's Byron Jones or Bust. The Broncos want to go to free agency to find their next cornerback. It's Byron Jones to me or nobody else. Ron, you're making me do it. I'm uh, pulling up spot track as we speak. We can examine this together. Bear with me one second, guys. I'm going to go ahead and do a share screen because I love, I love Ron. He's so diligent and uh, supportive of the show. Let me see here real quick. Let me pull up spot track, guys. We'll we'll look at this together, who some of the top running back options are. If we're looking at pass catchers, uh, Zach, is that coming through okay? Yeah, it's kind of small, but uh, you just right. name, name the names off, and I'll go through them with you. All right, give me one sec. Let me just change the position here really quick to running back. Now, obviously, Theo Riddick is an option if he's healthy, and I assume by this point he is. That's probably the one that makes the most sense, to be honest with you, is Theo Riddick. They liked him last year. If he's healthy now, you know, he's probably going to have to take less money depending on what the market, you know, bears for his services. There was a reason he was on the open market late in the in the summer uh, last year. So I think the Broncos could get him on the relative cheap. But let me just lay out some names here. Zach, any of these that jump out to you as receivers, you say the word. Lamar Miller, Chris Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Hyde. No. Melvin Gordon. Yes. Too expensive. Damian Williams is, uh, what is that? No, he doesn't count. Theo Riddick. We already touched on Peyton Barber, Frank Gore. No. 
Derrick Henry, no. Darren Sproles would be an option, but he's like 92 years old. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he's 37. He's getting up there. Kareem Hunt, though. Kareem Hunt's a guy, Zach. That, uh, but the last thing I read on him, he's going to be a restricted free agent. So, I think he's coming back to the Browns too. Yeah. So it's it's all it's looking like he's going to end up staying in Cleveland. Um, Taiwan Jones, maybe. Then you got Bilal Powell, Isaiah Cruel, Slim Robert Pickings. Jordan. Yeah, it gets slim. I think if you're looking for that role on the open market, Devontae Booker. I mean, honestly, if that's all you're really prioritizing is pass catching acumen, it's Theo Riddick and it's Devontae Booker, and then you just see what you can find in the draft. But, you yeah. know, I'm not <laughs> – honestly, I think they're going to try and make make as much hay as they possibly can with uh, with Philip Lindsay and see mm-hmm. what they can find in the draft. If they if they sign anyone, it's going to be Riddick or, or Booker. That's my prediction. I'm not spending a penny on anyone on the open market for running back. I am drafting a guy in the middle rounds and going to work with him, Lindsey, and Freeman, and you have your three running backs set, even two guys in the draft. But I am not blowing money on any of those veteran retreads. They're not worth it to me. Brian Bowman jumps in on Super Thank Chat. You, dollar donation. Thank you. It says, Wadman and Bowles plus $20 million for Brady. LOL. <laughs> you really want Brady? You, you would be among the minority, Brian, in, in, in Broncos country. If you really wanted Brady to come in, even on a short-term rental, yeah, it'd be great to have a Tom Brady suiting up in the orange and blue. Do you think he really wants to play in the shadow of not only Elway but Peyton Manning? And then also think about um, what that could do to the trajectory and momentum that Drew Locke is building up. It's not the wise, It wouldn't be the wisest move for where the Broncos are at now as an organization. God, I hate the offseason, Chad. <laughs> We're even entertaining this question. Not to put the question down, but yeah, Brady's not happening. Garrett Bowles, possibility, but definitely not Brady. All right, guys. A couple more here. And thanks again, by the way, Brian, we appreciate you, man. Yes. That means a ton to us. All right, two more, and then we got to go. Mark says, jumps back in on Super Chat. The, the looks on your face, <laughs> priceless, I'm sure. You crack us up, bro. Steve jumps in, one of our Super Chat superstars you, with a donation. Appreciate you, bro. We see you. Um, let's see. One more question. Let's see if there's any more down here. We can't pass up on anyone jumping in on Super Chat. So let's just grab one of these questions. And what's up, 12? I see your question, buddy, but we've already touched on that. Just refer back to this um video if you missed it in real time just watch it once we're done broadcasting you can rewind and find where we talk about stefan Diggs. uh let's see what do we got one more one more looking for a question bear with me guys a lot of love in here uh <laughs> get bryce kellen on the podcast so that we can see he still exists i'm not convinced yet chad all right last one do you know what the Lions wanted for Slay in the Chris Harris possible trade last year? Should we have maybe added someone to make that trade happen? I don't know for sure, but it would have taken more than just Chris Harris Jr. straight yeah. up to move the needle for the Lions, obviously. Uh, maybe a fourth or fifth round pick could have could have gotten the job done, but at that point, I think the Broncos were kind of more content to live with what they were seeing from Harris. Because if you think about it, Harris didn't really start showing cracks in the veneer as an outside corner until about the second half of the season on. Down the stretch, man, he was getting burned left and right. It felt like. And it felt like that because you're not used to seeing Chris Harris get burned as often as he was. But, you know, you guys can't chalk up. Listen to me. Don't get lost in the weeds when you hear him on on radio talking about how coach had me play an outside corner and I belong on the slot. Guys, Zach reminds uh, uh, reminds you of this all the time. 
don't forget, Chris Harris Jr. was begging to be an outside corner. He wanted that. Why? So that he could capitalize on the open market like he's mm-hmm. about to. And now he's only speaking over, out the other side of his mouth because, you know, serves him. It, it serves his cause. He wants to go where he's going to be used right. Well, don't speak out both sides of your mouth. Right. You deserve to be a number two corner playing slot in uh, nickel and dime. That's the truth. And a number two corner, Zach, hate to break it to you, Chris, they're not worth $16 million. <laughs> No. Byron Jones is worth that money. And I think at this stage of their respective careers, Byron Jones is a better player than Chris Harris Jr. But to answer the question about the trade, I would not be surprised if it was like Chris Harris Jr. and a, you know, a middle round pick for Darius Slay and a, and a late round pick. Something to offset and pick swap to get their players on the other side. But like you mentioned, Chad, I think the Broncos were content playing out the rest of the year with Chris Harris Jr. and maybe going after Slay the next offseason. Maybe. All right, guys. That's got to do it for today's show. Again, we're going to be back same time tomorrow night for the Mile High Mailbag, the last Huddle Up pod of the week. That's our favorite podcast of each and every week. That's the one where it's all about you guys. So have your questions, have your comments, have everything ready to roll. And Zach uh, Zach and I will look forward to talking to you guys then, answering your questions, engaging with you as always. In the meantime, make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at Huddle Up Pod, simply the best way to stay in touch with us. And when you're buying merch, make sure you're tagging us once you get your mm-hmm. merch like Christy did today, uh, like Stu did. Uh, Jim Lovell also tagged me on Facebook. He's only got a Facebook account, so he just messaged me on Facebook. Shout out to you, Jim. If you order merch, make sure you tag us or send us an email to retweet that, reshare it, get it out there, and show our appreciation to you guys and, and uh, take care of that. In the meantime, also, guys, make sure – to follow my partner here, I'll show you on Twitter, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad N. Jensen. And again, stay tuned, guys. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Zach, enjoy that hat, my dog, and we'll I talk will. tomorrow night. Appreciate you, Chad. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. All right, guys. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. Good to see you guys. Shout out to all our Super Chat superstars. Appreciate and love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.